Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, it's great to be back. It's always, always an honor of mine to be here and come back to Ray of Hope. Be with you wonderful people, be with your pastor and with the staff. It just is always a delight. Been coming here now since 2010. And uh, pastor has been so kind to me and invite me back every year and uh, it's a blessing. Uh, I've grown to love him over the years. Means so much, so much to my life really does. Um, I'm just going to say this. I, I probably should have said it the first service too. Um, most of you know my wife passed away three years ago. And uh, when I was here, oh, my first time here after Sandra passed, uh, pastor shared with me about a sermon that he had preached. And, uh, and it just rung to me. It said something to me. If it's a sermon that's called, What Do You Do When the Mountains Don't Move? And uh, it, I just couldn't get away from it. So I called him one day and I said, Pastor, would you happen to have a copy of that? Uh, send me the outline or if you can find a uh, CD. And he sent it to me. And uh, my daughters and my sons-in-law, my grandchildren, we have all sat around and listened to that together. And it has spoke to our hearts, and it has just done such a, uh, a work in us and blessed our life by it. And um, it, it just really was. And uh, I guess I want to say this, it just makes you want to be a member at Ray Hope when you know you're going to hear sermons like that. Dear me, I, I, listen, though, it, it, it takes me about 13 hours to get here, and I, I can't get here every week. But... Uh, <laughs> If I was any closer, probably if I was in 500 miles, this would be my home church. I guarantee you one thing. But that was marvelous, marvelous message. It healed us. It touched us. It encouraged us. I, I would just, uh, just want him to know uh, publicly how much that meant. And I appreciate him taking time to, to send that to us. But anyway, you all are so kind. I want to say something this morning I trust will touch your heart and encourage you, challenge you. And uh, it's what it's all about, isn't it, when we come to the house of God. If you will, please turn with me to the book of Proverbs and uh, go to chapter 30. I'm going to start, just going to read a couple verses, and then I'm just going to take a portion of this reading and use that for it. what I want to talk about today. The wise man Solomon said this, chapter 30, verse 18, there are three things which are too wonderful for me, yes, four, which I do not understand. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent on a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a virgin. The thing I want to deal with here is that one thing that just really mystified old Solomon. He was a smart man, but evidently he was sitting there one day and was watching this eagle, and it captivated him. And he said, I, I, it just amazes me. That's a wonderful sight to watch that eagle. 
You know, the eagle is quite a majestic thing. No question about it, of all the creations of God uh, concerning the bird kingdom, it has to be the, the eagle. You know, I, you know, I know there's a lot of things mentioned in the Bible and I, about other birds, and I, I know that his eye is on the sparrow, but I've never heard anybody say, Lord, make me a sparrow. Uh, have you? I've, ne- I've never heard that put to a song. You know, I've never heard that sermon. But, but uh, people say, that eagle, that's what I want to be. Because the eagle talks of us of strength. It, it talks of us of speed. In fact, you do know that uh, with these radar guns, they can track these, uh, the descent of an eagle. And when they, an eagle spies, let's say, a, a rabbit down on the ground, from five miles up, he can see that rabbit. And when he decides he wants that rabbit, that rabbit's got a definite problem. Because they tell me with a radar gun, that eagle can make a descent of 200 miles an hour and comes down and captures that little animal. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Known for strength, known for speed, uh, just absolute elegance. Uh, do you do, do you know that it, they soar 30,000 feet in the air? 30,000 feet, that's where a, a jet airplane goes. 30,000 feet. It's an amazing thing. They only have, they mate once for life. That's interesting to me. And, and when it comes to eating, they're very particular. They, uh, they won't eat anything that's not alive. It, it, now there's got to be a sermon in that someplace. An eagle can only digest something that's alive. You know, roadkill, that's for buzzards. You know, but it's not for an eagle. An eagle wants something that's got life to it. And so when you study this eagle, you get the idea that God has something in mind spiritually, I think, for us. Because when God creates something, He has something in mind. That thing's supposed to soar. That thing's supposed to have great speed. That thing's supposed to be able to see for miles and miles. Well, do you know when you and I were created into the kingdom of God... He had a mind for us too. And it wasn't for us just to slump around our lives and not accomplish anything. He, he, he intends for us to grow and, and mature. He intends for us to become conquerors. He, he, he intends for us to be men and women of integrity and men and women that grow in the things of God. And so when I got thinking about this eagle and how it could sort of speak to us in our life, I, I, I got thinking about what, how do you get to be an eagle? How's this same thing take place? Well, we know this little eaglet is hatched in this big nest. And by the way, you do know they found nests of eagles and some of those things weigh several hundred pounds. They're huge. And they're always way up high someplace. And they're made out of limbs. And they're woven together and they're patched. Oh, I mean, they're heavy with mud and whatever. And they're lined with rabbit fur and stuff like that that makes it very comfortable for these little eaglets when they're hatched. And so here are these little eaglets. They're hatched and man, they got a great life. They got a good house. Uh, it's warm. It's strong. Oh, it's wonderful. And here's the best part. They don't have to do anything. They just sit there. 
Because Daddy Eagle, he goes out and he finds something for them to eat, brings it home, Mama feeds them. All they have to do is just sit there. Isn't this a great life? I mean, it's great to be an eaglet. I mean, and they just get a little bigger and a little bigger, and, and some of us can identify with that. We just get a little bigger and a little bigger, and I'm going to get a little bigger tonight. Before this night's over, I'll be a little bigger probably. But anyway, it's just, it just a, a wonderful life they have there. It's just great. But you know what? That little eaglet is really an eagle, and it has everything inside of it to be an eagle. But as long as it just stays sitting in that nest, and mom and daddy taking care of it, and it doesn't do anything else, it will never become what it was intended to be. Now, here we are in the kingdom of God. Do you know when we are born again of the Spirit of the Lord, He's in us, everything that we need to become something for God and mature, it's already inside of us. His life is in us. It really is. Everything that pertains to life and godliness has been given to us already. But the problem is, now don't get mad, I'm just going to be here this sermon and tonight. Okay. But the problem is some of us just want to stay eaglets. It's a pretty good deal just to come to church and sit and say, okay, singers, sing me happy. Okay, pastor, preach me happy. And we, we just come and sit. Yeah. I've heard this all my life. I've come to get a blessing. Really? That's it? You just come to get? You're going to stay a baby forever. You're never going to be what God wants you to be. Somewhere along the line, you've got to make some changes. Now, there's going to be changes made if we're ever going to be an eagle. Now, one of the things that starts out is you can't stay in that nest. So Mama Eagle, she helps him, or that little eaglet, get out. Shakes the nest. Makes it a little uncomfortable. You know? That rabbit fur starts kicking loose. and It's not as soft as it has been. And and all of a sudden, one of those limbs break loose and gouges me in the side. I don't like that either. And it's starting, in fact, it's starting to get a little crowded in this this thing because they're getting bigger, see? They're getting fatter. So what happens? They just get shook. And after a while, she just makes them literally get out of that nest. And, And can you imagine how scary that is? I mean, they've had it made. That's all they've been doing. Just sitting there, being waited on, being blessed. And now all of a sudden, it's time to fly. Because you're never going to be what He wants you to be, what God created you to be, until you learn how to soar. And so they actually kicked them out. Now they're not mean. 
Those little things are not going to die, but they're going to have to get out of that nest. And so that eaglet gets out. Can you imagine the first time it tries to flap its little wings? It's a scary thing. But mama's right there. In fact, mama actually will fly underneath and carry them when it's needed. And then, but you don't, don't, uh-uh. That baby's going to learn how to fly. Because after a while, she's going to let him slide off. But she's not mean. She's going to help him again. Why? Because God has a plan for that eaglet. It was designed to soar. And you cannot do it while it's there. And it will never become what God wants them to be in the nest. So if you're here and sometimes you come to church and by the Holy Spirit, by the Word of God being preached, if you feel a little something that feels a little uncomfortable, you ever had that happen? Oh my goodness. If I, if I had... If I had $100 for every time the Lord had to gouge me, I'd be one happy man. I've been gouged so many times. I have been convicted so many times. I have been corrected so many times, you know. But I want to tell you one thing. There's no other way for me to grow and be what God wants me to be. So if you're here today and the prompting of the Holy Spirit is saying to you, hey, you, you need to move up. You need to change. You've sat in this place long enough. You've been in this position long enough. It's time for you to grow. I'm just listening to that because God's going to, he's not going to go away. It's going to keep happening again and again and again until you start learning how to grow and become what he wants you to be. Can you say amen? Amen. All right. Here's the next thing. I I know that it takes to become an eagle is this. The Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They're going to mount up on wings as eagles. They'll run, not be weary, walk and not faint. Now let's talk about this thing about waiting for a minute. Because that means, sounds like to me, that that means there's going to be some type of a, a timing there. It's going to be growth, a process. There's going to be a process there. And there's going to be some experiences along the way that it's going to take. That's part of waiting and learning. And then one thing I found out is that we get the idea that waiting, that waiting means that we don't do anything. You know, we, I don't know where we got that idea that waiting means inactivity. I don't know where we got that idea. I know nobody around Ray of Hope does this, but you remember that old chorus we used to sing about they that wait upon the Lord? Waylon, have you ever heard it in some churches? It sounds like a, something that needs to be sang at a funeral. They say, they that wait upon the Lord. Dear God, can they, can they sing it any slower? I mean, can they? Oh, it's just horrible. It, they, oh, just wait. And they sit and don't make, make a move. They don't raise their hand. It, it, it's pitiful. I don't know what it is. It's a funeral dirge. It's what it sounds like. And, uh, and they get this idea waiting means inactivity. Now, again, I know we got nobody around Ray of Hope like this, but I pastored from 1988 to 1994. And uh, I, I enjoyed the pastor. The Lord blessed us. The church grew. And, but it was time for us to go on and start the evangelistic ministry. And so anyway, I, I just remember I had a couple people that 
every now and then they'd get down the dumps, something wasn't quite right, you know. You know, they, I guess they really felt like they was being bombarded by the devil. Um, maybe the washing machine broke, I don't know, some bad stuff, you know, horrible, horrible stuff. Might have had a flat tire, I don't know, yeah. And demons everywhere, just devils everywhere. And, and they might miss church a few times. And so I'd call and check on them, I'd say, hey, how's it going? Well, you know that little warble we get sometimes. Well, brother, I'm, I'm going through a trial. And I'm just waiting on the Lord. Because the Lord said if I'd wait, I'd become an eagle. Oh, God. Or, and if they did come to church, they wouldn't sing a song. They wouldn't pray. They wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't raise their hand. wouldn't do nothing. They just said. And if they did come up after a while, well, I always like to have people come up and pray together. If they'd come up, they'd come up and they'd just stand. Wouldn't open their mouth, man. They'd look like death. I mean... I'm just waiting. The Lord said if I'd wait, I'd rise up like an eagle. Honey, you're going to die on that pew. That's all there is to it. You, it time's over. You know. you, that's not the, that's, I, this idea of waiting on the Lord is actually, could be interpreted, should be, they that serve the Lord, they that minister to the Lord, they'll rise up on wings of eagles. Amen? Have you, have you ever been served at a nice restaurant or someplace like where they really take good care of you? Oh, man. I, 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 I enjoy that. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, my, well, last year for my birthday, my uh, son-in-law and, 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 uh, and daughter that lived just right there in Franklin with me, they took me to a place in, Mo, in uh, Nashville, downtown Nashville, that's called Jimmy Kelly's Steakhouse. And if you ever look on a, one of these magazines and they have the top 10 rest, uh, steakhouses in the United States, in the whole United States, Jimmy Kelly's is always listed. They took me there. It was wonderful. One thing I was really glad about is my son-in-law was paying the bill. That I was, especially when I looked on that menu and saw what that steak was going to cost. But I, the thing that I noticed that night was the waiters. Oh, my Lord. They were all dressed in uniform-like things. Their manners were impeccable. Oh, anything. What can we get you? Can we, what do you need? Well, it was just one thing after another. Do you need any more of this? Do you need this? Oh, man. It was wonderful. I, 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 you know. Waylon, come to visit me. I'll see if I can get my son-in-law to take us there. <laughs> you know, I, I, I won't pay for it, but I have him. But anyway, no, but it, it was wonderful. But the thing that I noticed was those, the waiters, they just waited on you hand and foot. Uh, are you okay? Do you have everything you need? Anything, whatever it takes for you to have a good time at that restaurant, they're there. And I thought to myself, that's how I'm supposed to be acting when I go to the house of God, I, I'm not supposed to go to the house of God to get. 
I'm supposed to go there to serve. I'm supposed to go there to minister. And I need to be giving the Lord my full attention. Those waiters made me feel like I was the only person in that restaurant that night. And the place was packed. But the way they took care of us, it's like nobody else exists except this table right here. And I thought, that's how I hope the Lord feels when I'm coming into His presence. I, I want Him to know that I didn't come here just to get. I come here, I want to give something to you. Oh, you're worthy of everything. That song we sang about, He's worthy. My mercy. Just, He's worthy of everything. He's worthy of it all. So make sure that when you come to the house of God or you're having your devotions at home, get past this thing of getting. Get past this thing of, oh Lord, I need. Get past that sometime in your life because you're never going to rise up any higher. You're never going to be an eagle till you get past the gimmies and you learn how to serve and minister unto the Lord. Amen? Can you say amen? And by the way, I'm going to tell you something. You can't operate like a seagull and expect to be an eagle. You know, those old seagulls eat anything on the beach. You just throw out anything. You can throw out anything out there. A, a peel or about any, you know, little piece. If you're going to peel an orange, they'll grab that orange peel. If you've got an old rotten apple, they'll take a try at that. It don't matter. Just you know, but an eagle, you're never going to entice him with that stuff. So if you're going to ever be an eagle, you cannot allow yourself to operate like a seagull or a buzzard if you ever think you're going to soar. It's just not going to work. Not going to work. Okay, here's the next thing I want to tell you. I found out about this eagle. <clears throat> you know when he's at his best soaring? When he's at his best soaring is when he's out flying and with those powerful eyes, looks out and sees a storm coming. Yeah. Oh my goodness, there's a storm. So what should we do? Does he hide? No. Does, does he just look for some place to get away from the storm? Oh, here's, here, in case it's a charismatic eagle, he would say, I say in Jesus' name, that is not a storm. You know, that's, that's uh, just in case it was charismatic. Oh, I'd come on. I always have so much fun coming here. You guys are great. But it's the truth. You've heard this stuff, you know. <laughs> but what that eagle actually does when he sees that powerful storm, he heads toward it. And as the wind picks up, he has the ability to adjust his wings. He chase, changes the pitch of his wings as the wind gets more powerful and it just takes him up higher. Takes him, isn't that amazing? Takes him up higher. Is there not a spiritual lesson there for us? I think so. What do we do when we see a dark cloud or we see a storm coming? How do we handle it? Do we just sort of batten down the hatches spiritually or hide out? No, 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 no. Somewhere along the line, 
We've got to learn I have the ability to handle this situation because built in me is a heart of a spiritual eagle. And I can just adjust my wings and I can get up higher. I can get higher than that storm is. Amen. I can get up high and get up into a place above the storm. And the storm won't affect me because I've learned how to get up above it. My friend, if you haven't learned that, you need to. You need to. God has not failed you because a storm comes. God has not failed you because a time of heartache comes. Oh, you might be going through something and you might cry. That's all right. Go ahead and cry. But I am telling you, you can cry and still be an eagle. You can have a fear and still, still, still have a, the, all the traits of an eagle. I probably have told you this, but years ago, my youngest daughter, she got married when she was young. She was 19. She was married four years. And lo and behold, we, I was pastoring in Mobile at this time. And lo and behold, we got a phone call one night. It was Michelle. And I heard her voice. The minute I heard her, I knew something was wrong. And she said, Daddy, Wade is dead. That was her husband. She'd been married about four years. He'd gotten killed in a car wreck on his way home from a business trip. We had a 23-year-old widow on our hands. So we went up and helped with the funeral, of course, and packed her up and brought her down to Mobile, stored all of her stuff. She stayed with us. And I'd hear my daughter crying, and, and, and you know, it'd just break my heart. We'd all cry together, and it was just a tough time. And uh, I remember one day she said to me on the, some Saturday, she said, Daddy, it's been a rough week. Um, I just don't think I'm going to go to church tomorrow. And I said, hey, baby, that's all right. In fact, I wish I didn't have to go. <laughs> I'd like to just stay home with you. I don't want to hear me preach either. <laughs> oh, come on. Got to church that next morning. Music minister was up singing, leading the praise. And I looked in, looked back. Michelle came in. And we were singing the worship songs and the songs of praise. And, and I looked back there and Michelle had tears coming down her eyes, just coming down her face and raising up her hands, trying her best to minister unto the Lord. And I, I, I thought to myself then, she's learning some lessons. She's learning that even though you're hurting and things are not going your way, way you have the ability to adjust your wings and you can be an eagle. Doesn't mean your heart's not going to be heavy. Doesn't mean you're not going to shed a tear. But brother, you're going to learn how some things from God during those periods. And you know what? Since now she's, she remarried after, I think, stayed three, three years. She got remarried. Her and her husband do great. They live in Franklin where I live. And God has blessed them with two children. And she just found out she's going to be a grandmother. And she is ballistic. We're going to have to nail Michelle's feet to the floor. She's... Uh, it, <laughs> I told my son-in-law, I said, it's a good thing the Lord's blessing your business, but trust me, checks are going to be written. There's going to be a lot of checks being written for that great big. But anyway, since we all, the years have gone by, I was over her house. Michelle and I have coffee together about every morning, 
ever either her house or my house. And I was over there one day at her house and I looked on the coffee table and I said, man, that looks like an old Bible. And she was in there getting some coffee. And so I pulled it out and I looked and sure enough, it was Michelle's old Bible. And I started flipping the pages of it. And in the margins, she had them dated, things underlined, where God was speaking to her heart. And I looked at those dates and I knew it was those dates when it was fresh and when Wade had been dead just a short while and she was going through a time of healing. But there was times that even during those times, God was talking to her and she had put the date down there and underlined there. God was talking to her and she was learning things about God. And now here she is grown with kids of her own that are married. And oh man, she's still relying on those things that she learned back when she had to make some adjustments, but she learned something about God. So if you're here, and you're going through a tough time and I mean it might be tough for you right now adjust your wings amen adjust your wings and you're going to learn something about God that you will have never never learned any 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 other way amen okay I told him in the first service you know most of you know my wife passed three years ago and I have learned things about God in these last three years that uh, I've never known. I've seen things in Scripture that I know I've read it because I've been preaching since I've been a kid. But I mean, uh, new things, new ideas, new thoughts. Uh, I've never been a dreamer, but God would visit, has visited me at nighttime and, 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 and peace comes to my heart. Things have changed in my life in these last three years that has actually been a blessing. And, I, and here I am going to be, I'm going to be 78 years old in April, but pastors are still inviting me to come and people still wanted me to preach. And, and if anybody had told me they'd, people wanted a 78 year old great grandpa preaching, I'd have never believed them. But they, they, things are still opening up, what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, ideas are coming to my, house, to my mind. Things that I've never had before during a time that you've had to make some adjustments. And the Lord just raises you up a little higher. Amen? Amen. Hey, by the way, why is it important for us to become an eagle? Does it matter? Why not just stay an eaglet and come to church and get a blessing every now and then. Why? Why is it important that we grow up and mature and become what God wants us to be? Well, I think I found out why. Do you know how eagles reproduce? Female, male, they have to soar at least 5,000 feet in the air and come together and reproduction takes place. No soaring, no reproduction. Stay in the nest, no reproduction. Hide out in the hills, no reproduction. Not learning how to grow, no reproduction. The body of Christ will never grow unless there's some eagles. 
Unless there's some ego, somebody's interested in getting past just getting blessed on Sunday. I want to be something in God. I want to be used of God somehow. Lord, here I am. Use me. Lord, I'm tired of just saying I want, I want, I want. What can I do? Open up my eyes. Tell me what I can, show me what I can do. The Lord has been using me in ways because I, I could go out preaching a lot more than what I do, but I really, at this point in my life, all my family's close by me. And I want to spend as much time as I can pouring into my grandkids and my great-grandkids now and, and, and making sure I spend time with them. But there where I live at, live in a condominium complex, I, I'm meeting people. I, I go out and meet people. If somebody new moves in on my street, I go meet them. Now, used to, when Sandra was alive, new people would move on our block where we lived at in Mississippi. We would, uh, she'd bake a cake or something. We'd take it down. Welcome to the neighborhood, things like that. Well, I can't bake. I can't, you know. <laughs> I can, I, now I've got where I'm a pretty good cook. I found Sandra's cookbook and all I have to do is follow the, 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 the recipe, and I can, I can whip out a pretty good meal. But I, I, I just can't beg, can't do that. But you know what I do? I found out there's a supermarket there in town that they have wonderful cakes. And, and I've got money enough to go buy one. And so I take it down there to them, introduce myself to them, tell them who I am. I'm right down here in Unit 293. Anytime you need me, anything I can do for you, I just do it and I leave. Now, I don't, I don't stand there and say, are you going to hell? You know, I don't, I don't do that. I, I, maybe I should, but I, I, I haven't done that, you know. But I said, God, help me come into contact with people. Help me. Saw a young couple on my street there. I could tell she was expecting. And uh, so I kept in contact with them. And I said, when's the baby? Well, so and so. And And when I I saw him and he said, the baby was born last night. I said, okay, was you up all night? Yeah. I said, listen, what's your wife like to eat? What What do you like to eat? What do you like? And he started giving me some ideas. Man, I took off. I went to Sam's. Man, Sam's got about everything, every kind of meal you can think of. I, I bought all sorts of meals. I took them in about three days worth of meals. Why? Because he don't know how to cook and he's going to be up half the night with that baby. You know, <laughs> why? But you know what? I've had a chance to pray with them. They asked me, they asked me if I would dedicate their baby. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to be an eagle. I'm trying. I'm not much of one, but I'm trying. And what I'm wanting to do is make sure I never fall back into those old days to where I ran from a sinner or somebody I thought was a sinner. I didn't want to have anything to do with an unbeliever. I was too holy to know. I didn't know anybody that wasn't a church member. If you weren't part of my church, I didn't have trouble. Time for you, man. You had to be a bona fide member of my church. I didn't have anybody who wasn't part of my church. Didn't know anybody. But I ain't going back to that. I found out that he's put something in here 
that I can share with them. And he's given me the ability to do it. His spirit's in there. And I can touch them and help them be a friend to them. I'm challenging you today. Be an eagle. Yeah, step out of your comfort zone. Well, Brother Boldy, I, there's some guys down the street and they, they got motorcycles and tattoos, Brother Boldy. What am I going to do with them? Go down and meet them. They're not going to bother you. They're going to go down and say, hey. You know, well, Brother Boldy, I got, a, I got a neighbor and he drinks beer. Well, go say hello to him. I'm not saying have a beer with him. I'm just, I'm just saying go down and say hello with him. You know, you're not going to die because he's drinking a beer. You hear what I'm saying? We're the eagle. We're the one that's got the power. Amen. Well, I got it set up. But I, I, I might have told you this, all right, but I'm, I've always asked the Lord about when I go places, when I'm traveling, especially when I'm flying, Lord, if you can, you want to, put me next to somebody I can, I can help. And uh, I was flying out to California, I think it was one time, and I was on this flight. No, I was flying out to West Texas. Flying out there and uh, sitting there in this, next to this guy. And you know how when you get up in the air, they come by and you want anything. And this old boy said, give me, give me two Jack Daniels. <laughs> and uh, she said, you want anything? And I said, you know what? I think I will just want some good ice water, a lot of ice and whatever. That'll be fine. And so he said, hey, let me buy you a drink. I said, no, nah, I don't, don't think I want. So anyway, we got going. After a while, he had had a couple already and he punched me and he said, where are you going? <laughs> and I said, I'm going to Amarillo. And he said, oh, yeah, well, I'm, that's where I'm going to. I said, okay. And uh, after a while, he said, uh, well, what you going to do out there in Amarillo? And I said, well, tell you the truth, I'm going to be preaching revival out there. Oh, he said. <laughs> he said, now I see how come you didn't order anything to drink. And I said, oh, 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 let me just stop you right there. I'm a big boy. I can order anything on that plane. Anything she's got in there, I can order and she'll serve it to me. I said, but I'm not, I'm not, I didn't say no to drinking because I'm going to go out here and hold revival. I just found out that I've, don't need it, don't want it, that's all. And he said, well, what, what church are you going to preach at? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to First Assembly of God. And he ducked his head and he said, I was raised Assembly of God. I said, really? Yeah, he said, in fact, I'm going. He said, I live in a little old small town north of Amarillo, my mama's dying with cancer, and I'm going to see mom. And he said, I just want to know. Or, and, I, and he said, could I ask you if you'd pray for her? And I said, yeah, I'd be glad to. He said, I ain't been in church in 30 years. I said, yeah. So I sat there and I said, Lord, are you, is, is this my guy? Is this the guy I'm supposed to talk to? And I knew it was. And I said, you know what? What's your mom's name? And he said, her name's Dolly. And I said, well, I'm going to pray for her right now. He said, huh? I said, I promise you I won't embarrass you. I'm not going to cause a scene. But I just want to pray for her right now. 
And I just got, leaned over close where he could hear me. And I said, God, I want you to hear me as I pray for Dolly. Because he told me, he said, oh, my mama's the real deal. He said, my mama's a real Christian. And uh, so I prayed that the Lord would touch her, heal her. And then I said, Lord, I, I want you to bless my friend here and help my friend. So he goes home to see his mom. And Lord, he told me he hadn't been in church in 30 years, but I want you to uh, somehow let him know that you've never forgotten about that kid that was raised up in that little old assembly of God out there in West Texas. That even though he hadn't been in church for 30 years, I want you to somehow let him know that you still love him and you care for him. And you know what? I heard the old boy start sniffing. And I looked over there and tears come down his face. And I said, Lord, if, just let him know if he'd ask you right now that you'd forgive him. And you'd just wipe everything clean. And he could go visit his mom and have a wonderful time sharing with her that he has just committed his life to you. And I led him in a small prayer. And you know what? For years, I got Christmas cards from that guy. He had gotten back home, and him and his wife had gotten into church. and They are just wonderful, wonderful people. What I'm trying to tell you is there was a day in my life that I would never have done that if you'd have paid me $500. Because he's over there, got, got them old Jack Daniels. Dear God, get away. Demons, I bind you. Oh, I, just, I bind everything in this plane. Uh, even them, them people back in the back, I'm binding them too. I mean, you know. <laughs> but something somewhere along the line over the years, the Lord has allowed me to know I'm an eagle. And I don't have to be afraid anywhere. I can talk to people and share my faith and share about Jesus. And I am just asking you to say to the Lord, God, those people that I've been avoiding, help me to understand I'm an eagle. Give me the spirit of an eagle to where I can just, I just want to make some adjustments here. And I want to start doing what I need to be to show forth the greatness of God. Stand with me, please. We are so thankful you joined us today. We would love to hear from you at rayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you were encouraged and how we can pray for you. Remember, Christ in you is the hope of glory, and hope changes everything.